Hawk Talk is my Geek Culture Podcast where we talk about geek stuff, nerdy stuff, and Michael Kane. <laughs> my name is Danny Shepard, and joining me, as always, is my lovable band of goons. Started with Tony Smith. What it do, baby boo? Jeremy Lee. And Noel Shefflin. Put a finger in the sky if you want it. And introducing, yeah, whatever that was. <laughs> uh, introducing <laughs> Hal Rydberg, a.k.a. Hal Pro- Jordan. Master Extraordinaire. I've got a bad feeling about this. Yeah, bow, 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 bow. <laughs> yeah re- you, you asked for this. The level uh, of idiocy in this is immeasurable. I feel like the sweater gives me like a good 10 pounds. Yeah, dude. Easily. So, Hal, these people have never seen you, but I feel like we've mentioned you on the show before. Why don't you tell these people who you are and what you've done in the world? Uh, I'm Hal Rydberg. Uh, I'm the secret identity of Iron Man Tony Stark. I'm not going to be able to sell that. <laughs> I was convinced. Um, I believed it. I'm uh, I'm the owner of Pixel Arts Props. Uh, I am now uh, Isma Hawk's primary props supplier and their costume maker, costume manager, and I friend. Dress all these goons in hysterical outfits. Yes, uh, it's usually a, the case. I have a Millennium Falcon. I can do the Kessel Run in twelve parsecs. Fourteen. Twelve. Got it. So fourteen. <laughs> How, what, so besides just being our prop master, who else have you done props for? Uh, let's see, for the last uh, eight years, uh, I've provided uh, costumes and wings for Victoria's Secret. Uh, I worked as a still photographer on 200,000 Dirty, a movie you can see on Netflix. Uh, and I worked on this little film just this year. Uh, who was in it? Um, wasn't Tom, Tom, it wasn't Tom Toby something. McGuire. It was Tom. Tom Holland. Tom yeah. Holland. Yeah. Tom uh, Holland. It was a, What's that a, movie called? It was a, I think it was Spider Person. Spider Boy. Spider Man. Spider Man. Spider Man. Spider Man. Arachnikid. Yes. Uh, Spider Man Homecoming uh, is my most recent film, and I have two more f- Marvel films coming up this year. Nice. Yes. Yeah. So I guess name now of, you guys name know. Name one of the YouTube channels that's got a. Marvel prop maker on their yeah, right. staff. Well, now you guys yeah. know where we get our info from and who our source is. True I guess. facts of yeah, the zebra. Our sauce. Yeah. Who's the sauce, dude? Yeah. Sauce? Oh my god. No. Stop. What? 4chan <laughs> reference. Oh shit, I just broke the first rule of the internet and the second rule. Okay, anyway. You talk about Fight Club? Four, is that yeah. Two rules were? Four first, first two rules of the internet. Don't first talk rule. About 4chan. Oh, you know what they say in the six? Sign a kind of doty chody. Sign a kind of doty chody. Uh, all right. Sign in a kind of. Dodie Chody. Uh, what the fuck is happening? Let's talk about Rogue One. This episode is reviewing Rogue One. Before we do that, if you like the show, support us over on Patreon. We just released a new Patreon exclusive, <laughs> exclusive episode with Hal, and it's awesome, and it's a lot of fun. So, check it out. Uh, support us over on Patreon. Help us make all the cool projects that we want to make, and the new studio that Hal and Jeremy are putting together for us. Um, <clears throat> new shirts coming soon. Three minutes, almost four minutes in. We haven't talked about Star Wars yet, so let's talk about Star Wars. Let's do it. Oh, I'm sorry. Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Spoilers for Rogue One and probably other Star Wars movies. There yeah. should be a blinking star, like, spoilers thing. I've okay. actually seen friends that have lost other friends because they mentioned Tarkin, and they said it was a spoiler. Yo, so. that part. Bro. Bro. I saw the oh, so guys. I was like... Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. This is spoilers. a spoiler yes. review. Spoiled. It's a spoiler. Spoilers. Welcome. Dude, we they, have been they, they, they Tupac'd him. 
They, Didn't they? They hella Tupac him. They Tupac the shit out of him. They Snoop Dogged him, bro. Dude. They just <laughs> sprinkled it. A little sprinkle. Like, hey, some. What some is this, Coachella? What the fuck? Oh. <laughs> Guys, stop swearing so much. This is a Star Wars well, review. I haven't, I haven't sweared. Swear. Yeah, swear. Tony, stop. Since we started. Tony, come on. What? <laughs> You're so confused what? right this now. Is gonna be a, this is going to be a really okay, crazy episode. You know what, you talked about my swearing, but I don't know what the hell that is. I, I feel like that's worse than swearing. Sign a kind don't of Don't say chody. it again. Sign a kind of Doty Chody? I'm going right. to walk out. All right, all right. Let's, let's, let's reel it back in, guys. Dude, when Tarkin first came on screen, I was like, what? <laughs> no way. How? Oh, my, my God. My first reaction was that, oh, they weren't going to show the face. It's like, oh, we're just... Playing a little cameo, you know, yeah. show the back of his head and, you know, kind of like hint at it. But then he straight up turned around close up. I'm like, yeah, what? Speaking. And I'm like, Spe- I'm the like, whole I scene. I pushed my glasses like, up. And, wait. Did, so so I, I did a little like internet research this week. Do you know that the two, the two cameos like that, mm-hmm. uh, you know how they did that? How? They actually went and looked for people who bore a striking resemblance mm-hmm. to the characters, put them on screen, and then played with their features to make them look like mm. the guy that played Tarkin in the, the big movie. Isn't that how they the did well, with uh, Robert Downey Jr. in Civil War? Is that opening No, scene? that was like complete CG. That was, really? That was a complete composite. So, like so, there was no, so there was no body for that? There was a person. Oh, okay. Like they put a person in it. Oh, wow. But they overlaid, they overlaid original movie reference on him. Wow. Rather than try to dial the age back on it. That's crazy. Yeah. It looked great. Yeah, they avoid, it they, incredible. They actually avoid the dead eye problem with that by putting an actual person and then playing with the face that way rather than putting a green screen hood. Yeah. It worked. It looked great, the, le- the legacy problem, the Tron legacy problem, yeah. was attributed to putting somebody in a green hood and then trying to overlay... The, the eyes look dead because they're using computer mm-hmm. eyes rather than somebody's actual mm-hmm. eyes. Yeah. So, right off the bat, uh, what did everybody think of the movie? Whoa. <laughs> that opening shot, I like. I was sitting next to Jeremy uh, when we were watching this, and the opening shot of of the ship with the rings like mm-hmm. underneath the. Pl- I was just like, what? <laughs> There's <laughs> visual fidelity. It's oh yeah. There, the, there were a lot of homages that they played correctly, mm-hmm. and then there were, like, they managed to give the the opening Star Wars field of stars into a spaceship into planets like mm-hmm. correctly, mm-hmm. and they even managed to do like a prologue without doing the yellow words prologue. Yeah, like, yeah. They give you the the prologue of the movie and yeah. then give you Rogue One and then into the rest of the movie without totally botching the whole thing. It yeah, was amazing. Mm-hmm. Agreed, completely. Yeah, it was a solid. It was a solid war movie. Yes, mm-hmm. it, was it was a sci-fi war movie, and I think that's my favorite part about it is that it was straight up a war movie. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like, I mean, we already said that there were going to be spoilers. So, from the exception, with the exception of Darth Vader, like everything was just. It was like Saving Private Ryan. Like, you, there yeah. was a moment where like everybody was dying. Yeah, I was like. Oh! Oh! Wow! Oh! Oh! Wow! He's oh, dead. Yeah, they're grim. really committed. This to is that. this yeah. is really committed. Real dark. <laughs> people, I, I we have a friend who posted on Twitter who was just like, oh, uh, like people who were surprised about the ending of Rogue One. <clears throat> it's not that I'm surprised that they all died. It's I'm surprised that Disney committed committed to, to it to actually killing them and not making it something else. Mm-hmm. Could have been. Well, they could have easily made it something else. Like. They decided to retire. They walked away from the rebellion. Anything like that. They didn't do that. They killed everyone. Yeah. Brutally. Yeah. The interesting part is that the movie that we watched was not 
the movie that they originally filmed. Mm-hmm. Like, it's obvious, even if you kept track of, of production before the movie released, it's obvious they went back and refilmed. There's there's clips in the television trailers or the television commercials yeah. that weren't in the film. I was waiting for the TIE fighter to come up at the yeah, end of the I film. Was think, I was waiting for that, that too. just wasn't there anywhere. And her Which is one of my favorite shots in the commercials, the yeah. trailers too. And you could see right where they clipped it out too because she starts down the plank and you were just waiting. You were just waiting for the wait, TIE wait. fighter to come up and it pulls way back and suddenly it's looking at it from a different position while she re. re- Positions the satellite. It, mm-hmm. This is why we don't like watching the trailers, and I didn't watch that trailer at all, so I didn't even know that was going to happen. I, I agree. I agree. I watched the trailer That's afterward fair. and noticed some of the shots that weren't in it, but like I wasn't expecting anything. I was just letting the movie happen to me, and I really liked it. Fair, yeah. I, I really hope that I get to see the film that Gareth Edwards put together before Disney went back and made it more kid friendly. I'd really like to see if if that was the kid friendly version of Rogue oh, One. Yeah. Oh, I'd yeah. want to see the Gareth Edwards war movie that he put together before this. Did you see this movie? I really in regards to it being a war film, uh or I guess in its own right or respect it was kind of a war film. Um I felt like it gave it a lot more depth, especially going into episode four, mm-hmm. where you're like, you really it is you really don't get the depth if you just watch episode four, but you can really see the sacrifices made by the rebellion. Mm-hmm. It's not just like, hearing about it, right? You've seen it. Are you, are you guys familiar with the, the machete version of watching Star Wars? The machete yes. cut? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what, like, order, what order do you watch it in to watch the machete cut? It I don't is, remember. I don't remember. Four, five, two, three, six. Cut out one completely. Okay, yeah, that's that's the same thing. That's the the same way I know it, and it would be an amazing movie to sit down and watch. I'm, I'm I, like I a feel like feature. oh yeah, like yeah. this right into episode four. Episode four. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, oh, watching episode four now is a whole different experience. It really is. Mm-hmm. And what's funny yeah. is is the opening crawl of episode four is they describe this. Yeah. Like oh it, yeah, they if, literally took the prologue. If you feel like you are g- and anybody is spoiling this movie for you, then you probably the have never watched you, Star Wars. Well, you see those shots right when right when the the that pod exits the larger ship, and you see the guys with the helmets. You see with the blue vessels. Like no way, dude. dude I was like, it's I was gonna like, happen. No way, dude. Are they They're doing getting it? there. I was like, they're doing it, they're doing it. And I was like looking at my watch. I was like, yep, right on time. They're doing <laughs> it. This movie's ending right where it freaking left off yep, in episode yep. four. Dude, when that happened, like as that was happening, because I <clears throat> I know we kind of thought we had guesses of when the timeline was. I think they might have they might have officially released it, but I mm-hmm. never looked it up because I mm-hmm. didn't want to know. Same. And <clears throat> just seeing it, I was like, I thought it took place maybe like a year before oh, no. No, no, Star no. Wars. And it clearly it was like Days. Mm-hmm. If if you so, remember the original, if you remember the original Star Wars, do you remember what Darth Vader says to Leia as he finally corners her in the hallways of the Tanative? Why don't you tell us? He says this ship received a transmission with those plans. Mm-hmm. I knew, but I knew that the only way that this movie ended was with the Tanative flying away with the the plans. Mm-hmm. The ep- episode four is literally like minutes after this yeah. ends. Yeah, I mean. You know how it's going to end. Mm-hmm. You just want to see the journey. I really, One, I was really curious going off what Danny said earlier is like how they stuck to it. I was really curious of how just hearing that they they had to do some reshoots and they had to do a, a diff, some different editing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I was really, I was like, dude, the only way this ends because of how important these characters are, they've got to die. Yep. And like, and I'm, in my head the entire time I was like, these, these characters, I don't, they got to die. Like, I don't know that they have to die though. Like, I like that everybody died. I like that this was truly a suicide mission, but like the, the Boffins bit, that's Return of the Jedi. That's not Star Wars. Uh, and the only reference they make in Star Wars is that it came at a high cost. They never say that like everybody died getting these plans for us. Mm-hmm. So realistically, like it's it's an even bolder choice by Disney to kill off everybody because Lucas never said that everybody died getting the plans to the Death Star. A surprising choice, honestly. I really didn't think Disney had it in them to kill everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was actually like Hoping Donnie Yen's character didn't die because he was so. I've been waiting like, for a priest of the Force. Oh my goodness! Oh he my is gosh. so good, and that the Church of the Wills. Yeah. Oh, I've been waiting for that too, dude. And he had like one of the best. I deaths yeah, too. and I was, I was, oh, yeah. I was really interested because I uh, like caught up a lot on like the Old Republic and like the intergalactic timeline right before Episode Seven came around, mm-hmm. and they. Within that timeline, they really talk and, and put a lot of emphasis on the Temple of the Jedi. Yeah. And I was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they put that name in there, and I was like, I know that name. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, right when it came in, I was like, I haven't heard that name oh, in a long time. I know that name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, is and, this has been going on for so long. <laughs> and you get to Dude, see the, the Jedi are a legend. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. They're a myth at this point. And you see that shot where it Pretty like much. it pulls out really but wide the, and it's it's the the statue. I was yeah. like, "Oh, yeah. dude. Oh, dude." Dude, the music in this movie was outstanding. I had to keep reminding myself that it wasn't John Williams cuz yeah. I Michael thought Giacchino. it was. Yeah. Michael Giacchino. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Sensational. Oh my god. Um yeah, uh, <gasps> oh overall um, Oh boy. We're we're pretty early in, so there's like a lot of stuff to unpack in this. I just kind of wanted to, before we kind of go around and, and discuss things a little bit more, uh, what was everybody's favorite moment in the film? That is, I can speak for everyone at this table. It's the Darth Vader scene where he cuts everyone up and, and chokes and kills everyone. That was, yeah. I, I think I can speak I mean, for everyone. I don't know. Maybe I'm dude, wrong. that Darth Vader <laughs> scene. No. I no, knew that was, would be different. No, that was not my favorite scene. Oh, what, a, what? what a great scene. So uh, I said on the, the Patreon cast, uh, my favorite movie of all time is Empire Strikes Back. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm wearing Han Solo. I, there is supposed to be a scene in Empire Strikes Back. The way Kirshner originally wrote Empire Strikes Back, Darth Vader was not supposed to be on the Star Destroyer chasing the Millennium Falcon. He was supposed to be in his castle. Mm-hmm. Mm. So when when... When Krennic's shuttle starts to descend on Mustafar, yeah, and you see the the tower, I was just like, "Oh my God, we're we're going! Oh my, we're going there! Yeah. Oh, we're going, we're there. going there!" And it lands. I don't know if any of you guys realize Krennic's shuttle landed where Vader choked out Padme. I definitely yeah. that noticed building I saw that. Is the the facility from Revenge of the Sith? Mm-hmm. So. On a on a very on a very basic level, how messed up do you need to be to build your castle where your best friend cut off your arms and legs? <laughs> and you killed your you, girlfriend, wife, wife, lover, wife, wife. mother wife. of your child, mother of your children. Uh, you 
everything. When when you he risk landed, your I knew what we were about to see. I, I the the back to tank was was big in the, the the early reveals. They wouldn't say who it was. Oh, we're seeing a back to tank. Oh, it's not it's not Palpatine. We're about to see Darth Vader. Yep. And oh, they pulled back, boy. and I knew. Oh God, I got chills. Like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. oh. You, it, see that, you see that 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 huge tube fall down, and I'm like, dude. No way. <laughs> right? I was yeah, like, like, no like way. I always wondered how he like slept. That's dope. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's um, so intimidating because when he walked out and he's talking to Krennic. That, that shadow shot. Like, um, the sound? With a shadow against <laughs> yeah. the huge wall like, behind Krennic. Smoke he goes as, as soon as Krennic says, so I'm still in charge, and the sound. Wolf. Oh, you're going to start to choke. Yep. Uh, yep. Yep. Right now. I really and, like how Krennic played that too. He was like, he was like, almost like he felt something like a collar. It wasn't. It wasn't like really. Like it wasn't technical. full on empire. It, he was. Like, oh, yeah, like, dude, that's how it would feel. That's yeah. it was great. The, the acting in this too was just so spot on. Man. Performances. Oh, oh my god! god. I'm, I'm glad that they did the Vader scene at the end too, because mm, when too. you when you watch, <laughs> well, when you watch Empire and you watch Jedi uh, and you watch Star Wars, David Prowse. I mean, I'm, I've met him this year. He's mm. he's a great guy and he loves the role, but he is not. He's not athletic. No. You were not watching, clearly, the spry Anakin, I'm going to flip around and slice some shit up. But whoever they put whoever they put in this this costume, he was all for it. Yeah. Like, yeah. he went all he in. Move. And it Dude. looked like Anakin just with oh stuff on. Oh, my God. Just Dude, this is the kind of the Darth Vader that I wanted to do in live action. Like, I've been trying to pitch a Darth Vader idea for a minute matchup or any kind of short for so long because I wanted to show Darth Vader in all his peak glory and power mm -hmm. like you see in the his comic series and stuff yeah. like that. And well they did in Rogue One, guys. So yep. <laughs> they I guess that's off the table. So. Nope, not off the table. Uh, no, who wants to see Darth table. Vader in a minute matchups? Who, who should you fight against? Put in the comments comment below. Let us know who you think Darth Vader should take on in a minute matchup. Can I just say so what you're saying is who do you want to see Darth Vader slaughter? Well, <laughs> yes. So the I gotta say, the series of reveals in the cinematography in this film mm -hmm. was, in my opinion, probably the best we've seen in Star Wars yet. Agreed. The series of reveals mm -hmm. was excellent. Like the pacing, every time, the editing, ah, so good. Everything, like it looks like such a departure from any other Star Wars movie we've seen, mm -hmm. but it feels very familiar yeah. with the settings and. The, the, the part about the settings in this film that, that made me the happiest is the last time I saw a Star Wars movie where we jumped from this many planets, this many locations, was Empire. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the scale of this is immense, Agreed. immeasurable. And like when you see the Keep ships like that. enter the atmospheres of each album, or yeah. al album, what the fuck, I am <laughs> tired, of each planet, it's just like, it's, yeah. it's so fucking dope, dude. dude. And okay, so another cool thing about uh, the visual effects and all the cockpit shots in these mm -hmm. ships. When the characters are inside the cockpits, the what you see, the warp space outside of the windows are mm -hmm. real and practical. Like they what? pre-rendered visual effects and they just had a projector underneath the cockpit on a soundstage projecting the effects onto the screen in front of them. So that the actors can interact with the the environment and what I they see outside. They know, they know when they've gone into warp space. Exactly. And they know what they're looking at. And the lighting is like real too. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, for ah. the 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 
opening space fight sequence of Revenge of the Sith for a while was my favorite because it was just so epic and so dope. But mm-hmm. that ending of Rogue One, that entire space battle was outstanding. Mm-hmm. It was there it was the hardest part I've ever had with like space battles is that it's very hard to follow all yeah. of it. And this was very easy to follow. Yes, it was. There it was, was there were well, there were there were cues mm-hmm. when each scene that were like this is what's going to happen, this is what's going to happen and everybody's going to be able to and a cool thing about that too is the eye line mm-hmm. is how that's what always interests me about space fights. It's mm-hmm. like cuz how do you get that eye line right? Like Wait, because it can be anywhere. Yeah, you're like, yeah. yeah, this is space. This is space. I don't know how to do this. <laughs> that actually uh, ties back into our conversation earlier about action for the sake of action, where mm-hmm. versus action that's pushing the story forward. Yeah, exactly. We were on the Patreon episode. We were talking about uh, the Hobbit versus Lord of the Rings, where like the two towers or Return of the King, the battles have different layers to them, and they push the plot forward. They push the motivation of the characters. This is the same in Rogue One, where every character had a purpose, mm-hmm. and every action in the big scale of the war affected the outcome in some way mm-hmm. rather than in the hobbit where there was just action where it's just spectacle yeah. yeah this is a perfect point where you said in the space battle you know exactly who you're watching and there's so many different layers like this character has to do this for um this other character to be able to finish his mission and then you can see like the hammerhead scene oh that was so ramming sick, to the star oh, so like it wasn't just spectacle it was they had to take down the shield and yeah. so when that happened, this could happen, and then this character could do this, and then everything clicks together in yeah. the big picture. It was. It really was a, a, a really beautifully structured domino effect mm-hmm. where you see this happens, then this happens, then the hammerhead runs into the Star Destroyer, and then that Which Star Destroyer runs shield. into the other well, Star Destroyer. That Star Destroyer now falls into the actual... Like a little shield satellite the projector, thing. The, yeah. the, the doorway projector for the shield for the planet. Boom. The, and that literally... What, what you're talking about, uh, the where, where the Hobbit misses the mark and where Rogue One and Two Towers hits the mark is that there's a major overlying story. Mm-hmm. Like there's a, a big, big line. And within the line, there are stories that finish and other stories that start, but they all move forward. Mm-hmm. So you got to see like... I'm going to talk about some some uh, Easter eggs because it's among as a prop maker, it's among my favorite things to watch for. Yeah, uh, you got to see in the big battle over uh, Scarif. Now you know why Luke is Roke, is exactly. is Red Five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know what happened yeah. to Red Five. Mm-hmm. Yep. Also in the the overhead scene, the the hammerhead pushing the star destroyers into one another like <clears throat> that. That pushes forward the end of the empires. Uh, the end of the empires be able to battle in the the overhead or the the space battle, and the rebels start to win. Like like I said, like they kind of progress forward, and then mm-hmm. another one picks up there, and then yeah. another one or ends a little farther along. Mm-hmm. Like and the Hobbit is yeah terrible. It starts at that. in the big picture. It's like a pyramid. Like there mm-hmm. there's the huge war, then there's the battle, then there's the individual players, and each one accomplishes something else that helps. The general narrative. I think my favorite part about this film is that the all the characters had a reason to be there, and every single one of them had a pivotal effect on the outcome of that final battle. Mm-hmm. Like uh, 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 Donnie Yen's character, uh, uh, even um, what was his name? Bodhi, Sa- the oh, pilot. Like Sagarin. Bodhi was great. Bodhi, dude. if it wasn't for Bodhi, they would have lost that fight. Bodhi, like. 
literally yeah. Yeah. threw his entire life on the line, sacrificed it, and probably was one of the most important players. But like every single one of those characters. It was because of him they were able to send the transmission yeah. to the plans. But mm-hmm. Then you think about it and you're like, and if it wasn't for every single one of those characters, they if every single one of those characters did not hit their mark, then they would have lost. Oh, yeah. It's it crazy. Was, it's it was so yeah. good. It an amazing clutch. stacking of dominoes. Clutch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. Donnie Yen, Donnie Yen flipping the switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bodhi, Bodhi plugging in the 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 satellite to the the shuttle. Jin mm-hmm. uh, and Cassian, obviously their thing. Oh yeah. Uh, the only one that I was a little confused about was the uh, the minigun dude. Shit, what was uh, his name? He was great. Bade. Bay. Bay. Yeah. Uh, I like Bay. he was just comic relief. No, no, uh-huh. he was well. There was definitely a brotherly connection between the yeah, two. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was there was to make Baze. 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 Baze for He was definitely he was definitely there to keep uh the, the priest alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Chirut like is his name. Yeah. Don Yen's character. Yeah. They, they they there was an abbreviation of that. There's gotta be some Chiro. It was like Chi, team, team, Chiro. 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 Um Actually, that sounds right because it's spelled C H I R R U T. So the U T is Chiro. 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 Uh, the the scene of him holding Chiro, yeah. and when he's finally starting to chant, uh, "I'm one with the Force. The yeah. Force is with me." I, that was oh god! I oh, that was the second most tear wrenching moment of the movie. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Every character had an arc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a beautiful death. Every character had a great death. They had like six main characters, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Several characters would have died if uh, Baze wasn't there to protect them. Yes. Like, with a fucking minigun. True story. Honestly, yeah, honestly, my, awesome. favorite, my favorite meme. He was great, dude. I loved him. My favorite meme so far today has been uh, Suicide Squad and then underneath it Rogue One with, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> dude. Well, going back to them, like their dynamic and mm-hmm. their relationship is kind of forwarding the popular, I guess, structure of Star Wars characters where mm-hmm. there's always those odd couples. And it's such a brilliant foil to use mm-hmm. against the main characters because yep. it's like it's pushing character development. One character believes in the Force and mm-hmm. uh, it's like the priest character, you know, yes. and he's very hopeful. Uh, the other character is really, I guess, salt of the earth kind of guy. Jaded. Jaded uh, about everything. But skeptical. They, yeah, but they are the best of friends, and that's how they work out. Mm-hmm. And they always butt heads, but they can't be without each other. Yeah. It really was a beautiful moment when he saw his friend uh, pass, and really you could see how much it affected him. How much he meant to him. Yeah, yeah. like, he's like, we, we, you know, we're brothers. We talk shit to each other all the time, but, like, yeah. there was, like, a legitimate love Amongst mm-hmm. those two mm-hmm. together, and yeah. it was it really was uh, poetic. How much did we love though that cameo of the two characters from the cantina though? Oh, oh yeah, you yeah. oh, yeah. oh, mean Evazon and Ponda? What was it? Ba- Ponda ba- Baba? Baba? Yeah, yeah. That was great. I was like, oh shit! Hey, throughout the movie, like there were so many moments where I'm like, what decade am I in? And it didn't feel shoehorned in. Like it felt very natural. This movie was the fan service that I expected out of the Force Awakens. Like the Force Awakens was very, and I have a a, a very non popular opinion, but the Force Awakens was very like, der her her her, that's a piece of junk. Der her her her, remember the time we stuffed somebody in a trash compactor? Der her her, like it was also very in your face and painful. Right. And this one, like, 
uh, red leader checking in, gold leader checking, and it's the exact same people from the original Star Wars, like just CG'd on. Like it wasn't painfully obvious, but it was there, and it, and, and I felt it's like so I was funny too because six like years old again. Me me reacting because I watched I watched it by myself. Yeah, I was that guy. But uh, <laughs> it was actually very interesting because the people around me. I would when you saw that shot of Tarkin, and I was like, dude, I said Whoa. that, and everybody's like, like looking at me weird. I'm like, you don't know. He's okay. dead. You you don't <laughs> You know. don't understand. The guy's been dead for like 40 years. You don't understand. <laughs> like, that's Tarkin, bro. And like, then you turned around and I was like, oh my God. I was like, oh my God. Oh, you're freaking out, dude. I don't, I don't know, and, and I could be speaking out of turn, but I don't know if everybody understands the real reason that Tarkin being so interactive in this movie is such an accomplishment. We're not talking about... Uh, uh, what's his face from from Fast and the Furious? Paul. We're not talking about Paul a Paul Walker. Walker where you've got six movies in the last ten years where you can pull his facial from. Mm -hmm. Like we're talking about talking about actual. Guy, yeah. We're talking about actual gel films where you've got to get his face from in order to make to him part of this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like this is a serious achievement. This mm -hmm. is to and to, he has multiple like multiple scenes. lines. He does not yeah, look. He's a character in the movie. He does not look dead. He looks yep. very it's real. Not a cameo. And he's a pivotal character. My, my father did not know that that was CG. Oh my god! Are you yeah, serious? My dad did, did not impressive. know. That's the, awesome. I was like, no, that that actor is dead. And he's like, holy fuck, you're right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's been yep. dead for a long time yeah, yeah. too. He was old like, when he made Star yeah, Wars. Yeah. He's yeah. seventy nine. He's yeah. like, oh shit, you're right. The other scary. Seventy eight. <laughs> the other, the other <laughs> terrifying piece to this, like I know we're all really rejoicing with the fact that we were able to pull this, they were able to pull this guy uh, back from the gels. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the other terrifying part to this is, guess what? You don't have to actually be there to be in the movie anymore. True. We can we can put you in a movie. Oh, you want to sign away your likeness? We can put you in a movie, and you don't yeah, you don't have to be true. here. True. I mean, I, I said I mean, it. Kind of I said it with Terminator Genesis when when Schwarzenegger walked out of the like mm -hmm. he looked like he was. 30 again? Yeah. Oh, this guy's been dead for 20 years. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to be there anymore. No. That, yeah, that, um, it was a shot of him. It was the naked shot, right? In Genesis? Yeah, they literally Genesis, recreated, yeah, they, they that recreated scene him. I was from like, the original. Whoa. That <laughs> itself is And an he walked out and that was, looked, yeah, he, that he was, looked accurate. That was it wasn't still painful. Peak Mr. Universe. Like, mm -hmm. he yeah. was still a big dude. <laughs> Like a big man, like a big human. And the, yeah, I remember watching. I was like, "This movie's terrible." That was dope. <laughs> Who's everybody's favorite? Who's everybody's favorite character? Oh, that's the oh. wrong one. Hmm. I don't even have to think about that. Who? K two S O. Yeah. Of course. Oh yes. Yeah. Your great. answer is vague and unconvincing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I say Jin. Jin. All right. Yes. Uh, K two for you as well. Probably yeah. Uh, Chiru. Yeah. Yeah, hands down. Like it was the second I saw this he's guy on camera, I was me. like, "He's awesome!" And then he's just like, he walks up and he just starts whooping everybody's ass with the with the staff. Let, and them, like, oh. let them pass. Let them pass. Yeah. And he yeah, was ca quick. more charismatic than I was expecting him to have been. Mm -hmm. I honestly was expect because I didn't watch the trailers. Remember, mm -hmm. yeah. so when I saw him and I just see like I think I just saw him spinning the staff and hit some stormtroopers. I thought he was going to be a little bit more serious. He's not the, not the, the guy silent. saying he's the biggest action star in China. Yeah, the biggest. Yeah. yeah, there was no way they were gonna put him in this, and he wasn't gonna thoroughly whoop ass. Oh no, I knew he was gonna whoop ass, and I, I knew he was going to be like a warrior. Mm -hmm. I didn't know he would be as charismatic. Like, he meant like in the sense of uh, his, his personality. Yeah, his, yeah. So the dialogue was like very charming character. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was expecting someone a little more serious and 
and like focused, but he was like stern. You, yeah, stern. But he was like the whole time he was like he was cracking jokes. He's like, are you serious? I'm blind. That's amazing. That was great. Yeah, that's brilliant. Actually, can I make Darth Vader my favorite character? I would make him my favorite character. I guess you can. Yeah, really do much. Really? That hallway scene. That hallway scene is like. I could really. I could have shown up, paid my twenty four fifty, watched that hallway scene, and walked home. I'd have been satisfied. Walk home. Because he wants to like. He wants it to. I need a minute to process all of that. Tony, who is your favorite character? Oh, man. I actually, um, I don't know. Steve, probably. Steve, yeah, Steve. Steve. Um, I don't know, dude. I'm having a really R2-D2. hard time. Mm, yeah, that can be I find that answer vague and unconvincing. <laughs> I really enjoyed that character, but I just don't know, dude. I feel like I'd need to watch it one more time. If I had to, like, fall on one character, um, I really really enjoyed seeing Tarkin. That's the only thing I can say. Mm-hmm. That was like a really mm-hmm. big moment for me. Yeah. Would you, like to know, would you like to know his odds of blowing up Alderaan? That was that was a great moment. High. It's it's, <laughs> it's very it's very high. Very high. It's very Quite. high. And I just like how he keeps saying it. And then like the music ensues and he's like, it's still it's very high. Like, he just keeps saying it. He's just like, okay. Dude, I just want to say I don't remember that line of dialogue. He said his chances of blowing up Alderaan no, 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 no. K2SO says to to Cassian, you're letting her keep the blaster? Oh, and he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, she, do you want to know the probability of her using that against you? And he's like, It's no. high. <laughs> and the music like, starts, and, he and he's like, still talking. It's, it's very high. <laughs> and he just keeps going. Yeah, that's great. Dude, okay. I just want to say every shot of the Death Star was so cool yeah one of my favorite visuals of all time Mm -hmm. i genuinely wish george lucas had had that cinematography in in a new hope it would have made that so much more terrifying we never get the sense of scale fully of how big the death star is in any of the other movies just because like it was hard for them to do it at the time yeah yeah they didn't have the technology but like to put it up against other planets and Mm -hmm. other ships and Mm -hmm. like the way that they showed where the Death Star was. Setting the dish. Exactly. Dude, like, it was so immense. Mm -hmm. And every time it fired its laser, holy crap. Yeah. And the one of my favorite shots was when they were uh, testing the weapon for the first time at uh, the temple. Mm -hmm. At Jeddah. Mm -hmm. The the, it eclipsed the star and then just fires straight down. And the the series of reveals, the editing, the cutting, Mm -hmm. and the sound design, too. Like, to... It wasn't a loud explosion. It just silent, so fast. It it shows the power of the Death Star while just passing it off like, oh, it's just a test. That's just a thing. Yeah, Yeah. and it just destroyed capacity. Exactly, not even full capacity. And the way that they did it was yeah. The visuals of like I will never hear one reactor ever again and not think, oh god, something terrible is about to happen. Yep. (laughs) When you see the explosion Mm -hmm. and it's just slowly, and they're like, it's so beautiful. Yeah. It looks You're like, like it, now this is straight war movie because it reminds me of the atomic bomb tests mm-hmm. uh, back in World War II. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the way that it fired and the way the explosion goes up, it looks like a mushroom cloud from yeah, a bomb. Definitely. Mm-hmm. It should, absolutely. Yeah. That, kind of, that kind of destructive force in one place. Mm-hmm. There's a problem on the horizon. <laughs> yes, there is. There isn't there one. Is no, yeah, there you know you one. can't really get away from that. <laughs> Terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've never. This is the like most terrifying and evil we've ever seen the Empire, and this is the most desperate and ruthless we've ever seen 
the, the rebellion. The rebellion. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I specifically yeah. one of the well, things it was when it was first for me. They didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, sorry. Go ahead. No. Oh, no. Yeah, go. Uh, I was just gonna say like uh, the thing that I really took away from this that we were talking about after the movie was that. You see, like in the in the other Star Wars movies, you're like, oh, the rebellion—they're the good guys. They only do good guy they're things. They're all good guys. They're all good guys. They all do good guy things. And then you see, like these some of these characters are like, we've done really horrible, terrible. You mean things. you mean Cassian at the beginning of the movie? Yeah, Cassian that was, at the beginning. I did not expect that at all. Shoots that dude in the back. Yeah, like, yeah. I was like, Whoa. I got what I needed from you. Gotta go. Yep. See you later, alligator. Yep. <laughs> and <laughs> he said that. Those are his exact words. Yep. See you later, for alligator. Uh, anyway. <laughs> But like, pew, no, pew. Like, you see the desperation and the and the hostility. Yeah, and uh, that the, sets the level of uh, stakes in the movie. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, what's the film term? Foreshadowing. Not foreshadowing. Like framing. The, uh, the heaviness of their decisions and mm-hmm. the obstacles they have to get through. Mm-hmm. Like the stakes. Show- I guess yeah, the stakes. Yeah, the stakes. There's no other word for it, but like it shows how much these characters have to go through and mm-hmm. what they have to do to be able to get to their goal. And yep. now you're starting to question your reality. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It made me see a new, uh, and like you're the biggest Star Wars fan in this room, but it made me look at A New Hope completely differently now. Like mm-hmm. my context for the for the things that happen in, in, in A New Hope are completely different now mm-hmm. that I've seen mm-hmm. Rogue One because mm-hmm. it gives me context to how everything kind of happened. And also, like, they're like, oh, yeah, the some dumbass engineer made the Death Star oh, this to have is, this, like... This easy. has been a debate for... F- how long has Star oh, Wars been God. out? 40 years. 40 years. Mm-hmm. Like, it came out when I was two I years remember, old. I remember being was, a kid, like, why would you make this big contraption and have it that easily blown up? <laughs> okay, so... Okay. so real covered all plot holes. Realistically, there is a scientific reason for an exhaust port. I mean... In order to in order to shoot a laser that big, you've got to generate a whole lot of power, and, and that power power converted into lasers generates heat. It's got a vent somewhere, so realistically, there's got to be a whole lot of vents. Yeah, just would hope that there would be some shielding <laughs> in those vents, mm-hmm. except for that one that Galen or so left the shields off of. Thanks, because, Galen. Because they <laughs> literally sat down in the the writing room and. Posted up all the plot holes and it's like, oh, let's patch it up. <laughs> Every single finish plot this hole. all up. That this movie was just like, I mean, for people out there who loved it or hated it, uh, I know some people thought it was boring mm-hmm. and people had their. There opinions. were a lot of I, I, I saw a lot of uh, reviews on my uh, Facebook that were that people were just like, this was terrible and I don't want to I don't want to accept it as part of my Star Wars universe. Like it didn't it didn't fit in the way I wanted That's it to. Crazy to me. Yeah. I think that people, some people expect a little bit too much. I mean, like, we Or they all... expected something different yeah. from a Star yeah. Wars movie. Yeah, but I mean, this we... felt the most Star Wars to me oh, since, yeah. like, Empire Strikes Back. It felt more Star yes. Wars to me than, uh, than Phantom Menace did. Of, of all the reasons that I love... I agree. Of all the reasons that I love Empire Strikes Back, the reason that I love it the most is that among the other... Four, if you're a truly blind devotee, and seven, if you're not, <laughs> of the other seven movies, uh, it's the only one with real character development. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of Star Wars, you don't. At the end of A New Hope, you don't know anything about those characters that yeah. you didn't already know when you started. Yeah, and we're kind of generic. 
But at the end of Empire, you knew why Han was doing what he was doing, and you you mm-hmm. knew why Luke was doing what he was doing. You knew why Darth Vader was doing what he was yeah, doing. Yeah, and you knew yeah. why Darth Vader was. But even even in uh, 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 I keep wanting to say Phantom Menace, uh, The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. At the end of The Force Awakens, you don't know anything more about Finn than you knew when you started the movie. He's a stormtrooper that's decided he's going to help the good guys, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And Ray is just somebody who has no parents, as far as you know. <laughs> but I know everything about Jyn Erso, and I watched one movie about her. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the same with, with the exception of like uh, the Chua Chewy. Chewy. Chewy with a stick. Chewy with a stick. Aside from Chewy with a stick and the <laughs> machine gun guy, uh, I know a great deal about every one of those characters. I know yeah. why Cassian is doing it. I know why uh, the the, fi- the shuttle pilot's doing it. He's doing mm-hmm. it because he wants to get right. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you know why Bodhi's doing it. He wants to get right. He's yeah. willing to, to betray the Empire to get right. <laughs> and I, the reason that it ranks so high for me is because there's so much character development. Mm-hmm. This is a character-driven movie. Yeah, yeah. and... It's it boils down to the storytelling mm-hmm. because like going back to what we were talking about before, spectacle for the sake of spectacle and just mm-hmm. action, like yes. So the character development, the storytelling, these are well told <laughs> stories, well structured stories. It just happens to take uh, place in space in this other galaxy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and if you can form a story structure like that and have it take place anywhere, just then you know it's good because, like, for A New Hope, um, how would you describe that story structure? Like, well, there's a, be- a, a beginning, middle, and end to A New Hope, which is something that I complain about about a lot of the other Star Wars movies. Star Wars, A New Hope, you can sit down and watch in one sitting, mm-hmm. and you don't have to watch any of the but rest of them. But it's a story about Luke himself and his yes. struggles with you know his identity. His, yeah. If you take out the space element, yeah, you take away the spectacle, but the story is still there, and he's still who he is mm-hmm. in the movie. Beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Like, it wraps up. There's no cliffhangers. It's yeah. just... With Empire Strikes Back, that whole scene with him struggling with his identity and uh, the Darth Vader stuff, yeah. and his dreams and his hallucinations or whatever during his training, like, that was just character development for him, telling, like, reinforcing what we know about him mm-hmm. and his struggle. Like, it wasn't just action all the time yeah, yeah. the the force cave the dark uh, the the dark side force cave on on uh i keep wanting to say endor um dagobah, oh, dagobah. Uh, dagobah is just about solidifying luke's battle with himself yeah mm-hmm. like he's questioning himself and yes. should he really be the hero of the rebellion etc and the the scene with darth vader in the the bottom of cloud city mm-hmm. pushes forward like who luke is and why luke's doing this yeah and then that comes back into play in um Return of the Jedi during the final battle between Luke and yeah. Darth, the cinematography along with the storytelling, like the it's not just a lightsaber fight; it's a battle between him and, uh, like, kind of deciding what path with he wants him to him and himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the reason that there is white inside the costume is that he goes into the 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 room with the emperor mm-hmm. and you're not really sure if he's going to succumb to the dark side mm-hmm. and and be willing to slaughter the emperor and slip himself and when he makes the decision not to slip when he's under the stairs and and the costume drapes open and it's obvious there's white inside that's that's total symbolism like yeah, he's he's to- he's truly good inside mm-hmm. yeah dude all the storytelling in the original trilogy and in Rogue One was impeccable. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. That was one yeah. of the. It was one of the 
most impressive looking sci-fi movies I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. The yeah. visuals, which is like the insane. color design, the production design, the whole fight between Luke and Darth Vader is just red and blue, like dark and light. Oh, the whole time, both both in Empire and in. Uh, uh, Return. Return of the Jedi. Yeah. In Empire, the the subtlety to it is that when Luke steps into the the carbon freezing room, mm-hmm. if you pay really close attention, Luke is walking into evil. Mm-hmm. Everything in the room is ri- is lit red. Yep. Mm-hmm. The steps are red. He's walking up to face evil. Like it is. It's truly subliminal and mm-hmm. beautiful. Most deaf. That's something. That's honestly one of my biggest complaints about the uh, the newer the prequel trilogy mm-hmm. is that that sort of symbolism i i just didn't see it mm-hmm. uh it could have been there but it definitely wasn't as it was more about like hey look at this spectacle look at these lightsaber fights look how flashy we can get that fight on mustafar where they just spin the lightsabers and don't actually clash it's just to look cool you know it's yeah, like, it's actually it a real mean, move not, in fencing by the way it's it parrying, is but in order in order to get the the opponent to start to fall into a pattern with you so that you can break their pattern and then stab Perry. It's like a game of chicken. Yeah. So Who's going to go for the stab yeah, first? Yeah, and it's because... a mind game, basically. Mm-hmm. But apart from that, well, Revenge of the Sith, the merit was that whole final scene and seeing how their relationship just broke down between Obi-Wan and Anakin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That final dialogue after all the limbs flew away. <laughs> fucking, yeah. Uh, heart wrenching. Yeah, they were brothers. I've I've shared with uh, some of you guys. I've mentioned it before the podcast. I couldn't share with you because you're not on Facebook anymore. Uh, there's a there's actually a Tumblr post where somebody puts up the head cannon to uh, A New Hope and uh, Revenge of the Sith about in A New Hope. Uh, he mentions that he hasn't heard that name in a long time, and the reason that Obi Wan has yeah. not heard that name in a long time is because as Obi-Wan picks up that lightsaber after he's cut Anakin's uh, legs off and his other arm off, is that he is so crushed and so disturbed that he had to do that to his brother, his best friend. Obi-Wan Kenobi died right there with Anakin Skywalker, and the two people that left were Darth Vader and And Ben Kenobi. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And Ben Kenobi will never be Obi-Wan Kenobi again. Deep, That. That it makes sense too because um, he actually technically does never fight again. No, as a Jedi, he fights. No, Darth Vader. He doesn't fight though, except for I mean, Ponda Bass's arm in a uh, yeah. cantina fight. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm talking like a don't real ever, fight. Don't ever bring a beer glass Dude. to a lightsaber fight. I'm just so saying. So imagine what it was like watching Revenge of the Sith and then watching A New Hope right after. Like the context of how Darth Vader acts and how Ben Kenobi acts mm-hmm. is completely different. So now. Dude, just two movies, Revenge of the Sith and then now Rogue One. Watching both of those movies, watching A New Hope, completely different context. Totally. Yeah, Darth Vader takes on a whole There's new... just so many layers. There's so mm-hmm. many layers to the mm-hmm. stories that, Dude, that I just I really still enjoy. still holds up today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They all still hold up. Oh, yeah. Although, you know, all, the, all of the original trilogy still holds up. Mm-hmm. I can still watch those. Every time you watch it, you get something. I cannot watch yeah. Phantom of the Menace. Yeah. I cannot watch that film. Except I can watch the last battle because that battle's dope. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that the was Phantom good. Menace. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say what did I say? You said the Phantom Menace. You said you said the Phantom yeah. Menace. Yeah, I, I like the final I, scene. I like the music from the final scene. I like the final scene. Right. The, the Granted, f- all the music in every movie. I like Darth is Maul like in Phantom of the Menace. I like Darth Maul. You like the Phantom Menace. Phantom of the Menace. And Phantom of the Menace. Yes. Yeah. Phantom of the Menace. <laughs> yes. 
Huh. I'm not sure Marvel's what the menace is. Marvel's Agents of Carter. Yes. <laughs> you keep saying that. That's not a thing. It's not going to make it a thing. It's my favorite Marvel shows, Marvel Agents of so, Carter. So you mentioned earlier that uh, to allow the characters to be killed off was a big decision by Disney. I, I don't know if you were paying attention. Did you see that Disney is really trying to get adults to watch Star Wars Rebels? No. Are they? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There were no less than five references to Star Wars Rebels mm -hmm. in Rogue One. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, there was a handful. So in uh, the first scene where they come to Yavin, if you look around real closely, you'll see the ghost. The, the ship that, uh, uh, what's her name, uh, Syndulla mm -hmm. flies, it's there. Wow. When, when Jin comes out of the, the conference room, and they've all told her that they're not going to be going to Scarif. Mm -hmm. Do you know who rolls by the camera as she's coming out? No. Chopper, the droid from Rebels. Mm -hmm. Oh. As I she's did not know that. As she's standing there uh, talking to uh, the Force Priest and his machine gunner, uh, if you listen, they call over the radio or over the loudspeakers for General Sindula. Who is the woman, or who is the Twelic that flies the ghost? Mm -hmm. And then, of course, in the final battle, they show the ghost a couple times. Like, oh, they're, wow. they're pushing hard to wow. get folks our age to start yep. watching Rebels. And a little, uh, little bit of insider information uh, Saw Guerrera is going to play a big part in the second half of this season of Rebels. Oh, nice. You're going to see a, child, wow. a childhood age uh, Jin Erso in Rebels. This next huh. season, that's I did dope. watch a few scenes from uh, Rebels. Mm -hmm. I think it was Rebels, and they have a ton of Darth Maul and a ton of his like origin story. Oh, they they have uh, probably one of the top ten heart mo most heart wrenching scenes in all of Star Wars in Rebels. So at the end of at the end of Clone Wars, hold on, spoiler alert for Star Wars Rebels and Clone Wars. Spoiler. I'll, I'll give it a second so you can. Press the little stop button. Um, so in Clone Wars, uh, you can tell when Disney bought Star Wars. Because the first five seasons of Clone Wars, they're building up Ahsoka. Ahsoka's going to be very important. Yoda even says this is going to end badly. She's going to be very important. Uh, this year at Celebration, they had an entire panel about Ahsoka Tano and what her story was supposed to be. I invite you, please go look it up. It's a whole page-long breakdown. There's even, a, there's even a, a video of the panel. Ahsoka was going to, uh, who is it that drew, Miyazaki drew, drew uh, Howl's Castle? Yeah, Howl's Movie um, Castle. They, the, the concept art references heavily Miyazaki. She's gonna ride a, she was going to ride a long-legged wolf. Like She was going to mm -hmm. come back after season five of Clone Wars, uh, not as a Jedi, she was going to come back as just a force wielding. She was going to come back. She was going to be on level thirteen, thirteen at Coruscant. Mm -hmm. We were going to get to see some of the the bounty hunter, hunter level, etc. Star Wars or uh, Disney bought it, and they kind of scrapped the idea of going back to ah Ahsoka. At the end of last season, uh, the crew of the Ghost run into Ahsoka. Ahsoka's still in the universe. She's still. Got her light, or she's got lightsabers. She's still a force wielder, mm -hmm. and she and Darth Vader face off at in the very end episode of Rebels last season. And it is, dude, like I'm I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. She saves the 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 kid from Darth Vader and turns around because she's struck Darth Vader as she's running out of the room, and half of his mask is hanging off, and she can see Anakin under him 
or under the mask. Yeah. And he speaks and you hear part James Earl Jones and part Hayden Christensen. Oh, shit. Whoa. And he says, Ahsoka. And she turns around and goes, Anakin, I'll never leave you again. And the doors shut and they start fighting it off. Oh, it is. Who wins that fight? They don't tell you. Oh, well, we know. Well, you know that you know, you know that, that Darth, Darth Vader is. You know still that Darth alive. Vader walks out of it, and there is a look like there's a, a final, like overhead. You kind of see a figure walk off after Darth Vader gets in his uh, Tie Fighter and flies away, but you're not sure if it's Ahsoka, and you're not sure if it's not Ahsoka. Like it is, it's hard to watch. Damn, like, that's as an intense. adult, as that's an adult, crazy. it's heavy. So you guys good. know who Ahsoka Tano is in the context of Darth Vader and her? No. He's Anakin. She's Anakin's, Anakin's like apprentice. Yeah, she Anna, spends oh. five seasons learning from Anakin to be mm-hmm. uh, another fun Star Wars uh, piece of trivia. The Force Awakens, or not the Force Awakens, the Force Unleashed. You guys, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, familiar with it? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know how uh, the I forget what he called. They call him just the Apprentice in the Star, Star Killer, Star Killer yeah. like the the Apprentice. You know how he holds his lightsaber, yeah, backwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you know why he holds it backwards? It's a direct reference to Ahsoka because the guys that oh. made the video games were like, well, he trained Ahsoka and Ahsoka holds her lightsabers backwards. So we should totally make Starkiller also hold his yeah. lightsabers backwards because they're both apprentices. Dude, that of game Darth was so Vader. dope when it came out. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. Still oh, yeah. is. Still is. It's still dope, but I mean, like when it came out, s- it was hell. I can dope. sit down and watch those terribly, terribly filmed uh, cutscenes over and over again because Same. it's a great yeah. story. <laughs> the trailers, though, whenever you see that one, uh, I think it was for. Game spot. Uh-huh. Um, you see Star Killer standing there and just like take down a whole Star oh, Destroyer. Dude, that destroyer. Oh, yeah. With you oh, using just the force. I'm like, what? I was really hoping they were when they showed when they did the opening trailers for The Force Awakens, I really hoped Luke Skywalker was gonna pull a, a, a Star Destroyer down from orbit. That's insane. <laughs> That'd dope. That's dude, power, man. I was hoping to see that from Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah. I want to <laughs> see that from Darth Vader. Let's uh let's uh wrap up final thoughts. Sure, sure. So, uh, Tony, you've, uh, you literally just came from the movie. What are your final thoughts on it? Uh, um, if, if you haven't seen the film, go see it. I mean, that's, like, first and foremost. Um, I'm going to probably go see that movie, like, two or three more times, guys, in the yep. theater. It it? Was, we are literally about to leave, like, in a few hours to go to L.A. to see the 70-millimeter IMAX. 70-millimeter IMAX. Yeah, it's... I'm, I do not... I. I'm glad I'm not in your shoes. Jeremy <laughs> still has to edit this video. <laughs> True. Hey, um, commitment, man. Yep. Do what you love. If Respect. you, yeah, if if you have any love or any interest in Star Wars, this film is for you. Um, and honestly, go into it also with an open mind because it is different. They've 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 spliced together and pulled in different uh, ways that Star Wars has has impacted film in its own kind of right. So um, you see a lot of like that new age uh, force awakens especially with like the cinematography and the color but you also see a lot of the older paying homage to like the older style mm-hmm. um for me I, I loved it man i enjoyed Where would you it rank it in your star wars that's list? that is top two easily nice. it's sure. oh my god mm-hmm. it's tough so tough good tough it's so good dude would you give it a uh, a number out of 10 or you think it's still too fresh um right now i would i would give it a uh, i'd give it an eight and a half I give it a solid eight and a half. Only cool. because I would need to see it one more time. Yeah. Dip. Well, I'm sure once you see it again, you're going to pick up on a lot of things that you missed before. But oh, I mean, just based on what I did pick up, 
um, it was a it was a movie that was very easy to watch, mm-hmm. and that's another reason why you should go see it. Like even if, and I know I said like if you love or are interested in Star Wars anyway, even if you're not, like this is like imagine seeing Rogue One. This is your your intro to Star Wars. Oh my God! If this is your intro to Star Wars, holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> what are you doing? sets a what? really bad <laughs> expectation for the rest of the movies. One, one day we'll talk about the way I saw my first Star Wars movie. <laughs> okay. Well, on another episode, maybe yeah. Patreon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jeremy, where what what do you think? Where does this rank for you? What would you give it out of ten? Nine out of ten, absolutely. Maybe nine and a half. Where does it rank in the Star Wars pantheon for you? Probably top three. Top three behind what? Behind Empire and behind... Um, this is hard. <laughs> no, I'd say just behind Empire, so that would be second. Word. Yeah. Don't, uh, Noel? Um, what would I give it out of 10? I'd give it final a Final thoughts, too. You can give final it thoughts. Final thoughts. Um, I loved it. Uh, it was one of the most dire... Star Wars, the most dire Star Wars movie I've ever seen. Um, mm-hmm. I'd give it a 10 out of 10, dude. There wasn't one thing that I didn't like about that movie, so I would give it a 10 out of 10. Um, and where does it rank in my Star Wars movies? Uh, it is tied with Empire. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's it's tied as your favorite? Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, I'm thinking in my head, like, when this film is released on, on like, digital download and and uh, home release and, and it's, it's home release for VHS. Uh, <laughs> um, Thought I was the only one that remembered that. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, it, was, it was dope. Uh, I can. I can. It was like when Deadpool came out. Like when Deadpool was on uh, on Blu-ray, I went out and I bought it that day, and mm-hmm. I have. It's one of those movies that I keep on repeat. Yeah, I just let mm-hmm. it play overnight, like four or five times. Yeah, until I wake up in the morning. Like the Rogue One is one of those movies that I could. Rewatch over and mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Sure. You know, I'm gonna change my rating. I'm gonna change it to a ten because there I can't think of anything that I didn't like about Rogue One nice. at mm-hmm. all. So I'd say that's a ten. Okay. What do you think? What do you? Oh, think? I would agree. It's it, there are only two perfect movies in the Star Wars universe right now, and that's Empire and Rogue. Like there, there's there is only one thing in Rogue that I didn't feel, and I didn't even dislike it. I just. It, no opinion. It felt well. It felt cheap. Okay. There was only one thing. Uh, at the very end of the movie, as uh, uh, Bays mm-hmm. turns to Jin and says, uh, "Little sister, mm. you've you've known her a day. <laughs> like, I, I maybe after a month, but can we? <laughs> okay, a day. That's fair." A day. That is fair. And that is literally one line of dialogue is the only thing I didn't like. about It, it was a perfect, perfect movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I didn't go in expecting Citizen Kane, and yeah. I got something as good easily as uh, Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Step, step. Well, it's a d- <laughs> I don't even know how that applies. <laughs> it's a song. What? What about you, Danny? Where would you rank this? What, where would you give it t- out of 10? Uh, so... Out of 10, I'd probably give it a 9. I think it was fantastic. It was a really fun watch. Everything mm-hmm. about it was really great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't think that it, it evoked the same emotion out of me that I got uh, from watching films like Empire and uh, and uh, Force Awakens. And, uh, yeah, I like Force Awakens. For, Force Awakens is number Force one Awakens for me. Force Awakens is up, it's probably number it's, three for it's me. It's number one for me. And I'll tell you why. Because Hal is over there... <laughs> 
just functioning life. Yeah. So you know what? Weaving and and about that, by the way, like filmmaking and uh, just movies in general. For at least me, I can't speak for everyone. Um, it's not just about the art; it's about the experience mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm, and going exactly. to the theater, going going to the theaters to watch something that you are passionate about and you've grown up with and you love is an experience in ex- in itself. And that's why Force Awakens ranks so high yeah. is because of the nostalgia. Dude. Like it makes it made me feel like what I felt when I watched Star Wars for the first time when yeah. I was a kid. And Agreed. that's why it ranks so high. I saw it with you guys. We all saw it together. Yeah. Yeah. It was there that experience I will go down. That one of those experiences will stay and it, it is planted in my memory forever. Mm-hmm. Same season. I teared up when I saw the opening crawl. I teared up multiple times throughout the film, and not Just many the movies Lucas ever logo evoked that reaction from me. So exactly what Jeremy said is why. Is and why I completely I understand. It's they're not perfect movies. It's not a no, perfect and I'm not movie, and it's it not is. like yeah. some. And I totally get how some people can say why it's a bad movie and they don't like it. Perfectly acceptable, but like I'm talking about the experience of watching the movie and mm-hmm. what it was like for me. Yeah. I, don't th- I don't think it was the worst movie. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't rank as number seven on my list of Star Wars movies. <laughs> Not at all. Mm-hmm. I think here's the thing. I will say that I think the Empire Strikes Back is the best film, and I would say Rogue One is probably the second best film. Uh, but if we're talking about pure enjoyment. If I'm just talking about the experience I had when watching the movie and how it made me feel, Force Awakens and then Star Wars, A New Hope. Because those films changed my life. A New Hope completely opened me up to a new world of films. And uh, and Force Awakens brought me back to that same emotion. But I will say that I think that if we were talking about what's the be- what are the best films, I think that's obvious. I don't think I need to, need to specify that. But I'm just mm-hmm. talking... Mm-hmm purely enjoyment and like what evoked a raw real emotion that I turned off my filmmaker brain for two hours and just experienced something and that was Force Awakens so Rogue Mm -hmm. One I didn't have that with which is why I give it a nine Uh, but I did have an emotional experience with it which Mm -hmm. is why it still ranks so high Mm mm-hmm I loved it. With the emotional experience, one of my favorite scenes or moments in movie history is in A New Hope. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Luke Skywalker walks out of his hut and looks, looks at, at the, the binary sun. sunset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the best moments ever for me. Mm-hmm. And you hear the Force theme. Yeah. Which is just... It, that theme gets me every time. Mm-hmm. That even it, even in the original, the even in the prequels, I, it's all the context and the, and the emotion that goes oh, behind oh, and it. Too. And then you get oh. the shot of of Mark Hamill really close yeah. up, looking at the sunset. You're just like, chills. oh, dude. you know that's not in like, my head. I'm getting chills. Yeah. As I got kid, that kind of choked up seeing Leia at the end of this. I did too. Oh, yeah. I did too. For when sure. she yes. such, that was when so she great. turned around and spoke, I was just like, oh my god. When I saw the background, I was like, they're not going to show her because you get that shot, that trans that transition shot. Yeah, because you're always so used to like, oh, kind of cutting corners and just like kind of mm-hmm. making teasing. cameos teasing a bit but they commit it's ILM it's Star Wars it's they Lucas committed film. they hella yeah. committed they got the budget for it too what did you say what her hope. last her she last said hope, hope. hope. and I was just, yeah I remember being like, like, <laughs> I like dude I legit I legit welled up at that point and Same. was just like my child <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it was great. So that, it, it that's was... one of the biggest reasons. Sorry to cut you off, Tony. That's one of the biggest reasons why uh, 
why I look at A New Hope completely differently. Because you just that one line of dialogue from Princess Leia at the end, and it's just like, it sets up A New Hope in a way that's just like, holy shit, dude, this movie was dire as hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then now you're seeing this and going into A New Hope and being like, all the context of Rogue One is now in the rest of the Star Wars movies. Mm. Oh, yeah. And that shit is dark. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, you, you, you get, you realize, you realize, for so me, it was like, you, you realize what these people are going through. This isn't... Mm-hmm. I haven't used that sleeve in a long time. I haven't used that sleeve in a long time. I haven't uh, done an episode of Hog Talk. This tired in a long time. <laughs> so days. Jeez. Oh, uh, by the like that emotional context and that backstory, it's kind of like, it reminds me of the process of how an actor goes into a movie mm-hmm. preparing for a character. Like, there, maybe the movie doesn't explain all of the backstory, but it's still good to know because now you understand where his motivations are and why they do what mm-hmm. they do. Yeah. So when you're prepping for, so it's like Rogue One and Revenge of the Sith is prepping you to watch A New Hope. Yeah. And now when you watch A New Hope, all these different layers and what the character says, because the dialogue is everything, Yeah, what they say has so much more weight to it and so much context yeah. behind it. Return of the Jedi means so much more than it did mm-hmm. And just thinking Rogue about the you know what subtitles, I mean? A yeah. New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi, like those, those words carry so much more mm-hmm. weight now. Mm-hmm. Another interesting side note, uh, and I'll... I'll stop babbling on about star wars after this um unlikely yeah well i find your i find your comment unlikely no you find my vague and unconvincing vague and unconvincing (laughs) um there's there's been a lot of talk about a ewan mcgregor uh obi-wan kenobi like everybody has said that they want it including ewan mcgregor oh yes Uh, they kathleen kennedy came out uh this week on one of the the uh ilm podcasts yeah and said that they're not done with Obi-Wan Kenobi yet. So Flex everything. Obi-Wan Kenobi, the reason that they're not going back and laying that groundwork and explaining what his life was like on Tatooine is because they are very likely, just like they've done with this, like they frame Star Wars for you, mm-hmm. they're not going to frame Obi-Wan Kenobi in any way until they're done with the next uh, trilogy so that what they want, to, the story they want to tell in the next trilogy isn't hindered by an Obi-Wan Kenobi standalone film that has put in place uh, tentpole time or tentpole events in his life yeah. that they can't play with. Mm. That's right. Which is also interesting because at the point where they finish these next two major Star Wars films, uh, Ewan McGregor is getting a little older, which is... We'll put him right in line with an older Obi-Wan Kenobi. Perfect. Oh, my put him God. Mm-hmm. I mean... He's not really, he was never really that old I need new to pants. begin with, even though he looked older. <laughs> um, how old actually is Ewan McGregor? He's about my age. 89? 89. No, 69. <laughs> you're, you're, you're funny, right? You got jokes? I got jokes, though. Uh-huh. I got jokes, Daug. <laughs> I have jokes, Daug, is what he said. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, I forget like which character. I forget he, he which was born care. in 71, so how old does that make him? Yeah, he's 44. I was born in 74. I was born in 74. I'm 72. Yeah, or I'm but how 42. do you know? You're 72? 72? God, Damn. you look great yeah. for 72, my Yeah, man. for real. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Actually, 45. 45 years old. Actually, Ewan McGregor's uh, the younger nephew of one of the original X-Wing pilots. Oh, wow. Huh. Yep. Look it up. Well, how about that? Look it up. It's always about who you know. 
Thanks for tuning in to another episode, guys. We had a lot of fun watching Star Wars Rogue One. We hope that you guys did, too. And if you didn't like it, well, don't be mean to people who did like it. And if It's not you, my fault. And if you did like it, don't be mean to people who didn't like it. Respect each other's opinions. For yes. God's sake. It's a movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter. Jeremy's at Jeremy Lee with three Ys. Noel's at Noel Chef. I'm at Danny LeChef. Tony's at Walk on Tony, and Hal is at Pixel Art Pro, uh, Props on all social media except for Facebook, which he is at Pixel Arts Inc. At Pixel Arts Inc. Make sure to follow and like uh, Hal's pages. He is helping us immensely with multiple projects, and we have a lot of stuff coming down the pipeline. If you want to hear more about those projects coming down the pipeline, well, you got to support us over on Patreon. Transition. Uh, support us over on Patreon because we just put out a new uh, Patreon episode of Hawk Talk, which is not going to be out at this time. That's a total lie, but it will be coming out, and uh, Hal is going to actually talk about some of the new projects we have lined up for the channel. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned Minute Matchups, and we also mentioned a brand new show yeah. for how so be sure to follow him support him tell him ismahawk sent you let him know he's loved and that his work is greatly appreciated and on that note call your mom she misses you i miss your mom too tell her to call me <coughs> i'm gonna post some easter eggs on my uh, facebook page how will be posting easter eggs on his facebook one. page from rogue one maybe Stuff even in the I future know. maybe he'll even post uh, stuff about uh, the new minute matchup one day, maybe. So make sure you like him on there because uh, you might see some stuff on that Facebook even before our Facebook. So seriously, though, like our Facebook, guys. We don't have enough likes on there. Okay, <laughs> big changes coming to Hawk Talk. December 7th or uh, January 17th, episode 100. Shit is going down. Things are changing. All right, we love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Sign a kind of dirty Chody. Sign a kind of dirty Chody. Sign a kind of... Now let's blow this thing, Jody kid, Jody. and go home. Fuck off. Sign a kind of... Sign a kind of... Jody, Jody. Sign, it's immeasurable. Sign in the kind of... Immeasurable. Sign in the kind of... By the Jody way, Jody. fucking Ben Mendelsohn? Ben Mendelsohn? Yeah. Yeah. Sentimental Mendelsohn. Yeah, he, he was... Uh, what's his name? In Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Uh, where's, where's Rogue Bane? One? Where's Bane? Where's Rogue One? How's this supposed to help me absorb Wayne? How's this supposed to help the Empire absorb <laughs> Alderaan? No. <laughs> Okay. Where's Bane? Okay. Who's, Funny, who's the only ben one who's ever beaten me in freestyle? His performance is incredible. Oh yeah, incredible. Bendel I'm just Bendel saying, guy. He has got Bendel, he has Bendel, got Bendel, the Bendel. angry glare down to a science. Yeah. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Death Star from you. Yeah, but then you see his uh, he walks over to talk to Darth Vader. Oh, oh yeah. Oh no. His oh, balls no. just like shriveled up back inside of him. <laughs> Where's Vader? Where's Vader? How's this supposed to... How's this supposed to help me absorb the position of commander of the Death Star? Think about the scene in The Dark Knight Rises and then think about that scene with Darth Vader. Oh my god. I understand that it's probably the same thing happening to the same guy. I'm Mendelman. I don't think this gives you power over me. I'm gonna go take a piss. That. No. Sanskrit. 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 Now you hurt me. This mic. Sanskrit. He does it on purpose. Uh, I, he has to. Well, I mean, he doesn't have to. He's an intelligent man. He just chooses not to be. Sam's Club. <laughs> Sam's Club. <laughs>
Sam's Town. That's that's when we discovered that it was written in an old language. Sam Sam Sandwich Club. (laughs) Sam's Club. (laughs) That's a a language I've not heard in a long time. (laughs) It's a language I've not heard in a long time. Your father. In a duck's age. Darth Vader killed your father. That's something I haven't heard in a carrot dragon's age. Ah, Yes, ah, it's very much like a crate dragon, but much smaller and Ah, orange. The Dovahkeen. Dragonborn. (laughs) The Dovahkeen. The Dovahkeen. What's going on? Are we recording? Yes. Michael Kay. Let me... Michael I don't know. I'm not my cocaine. You're talking my, like I'm in charge cocaine. here. Just say, guys, just say my, my cocaine. cocaine in a low voice. My cocaine. My cocaine. My cocaine. My Michael. Michael Cade. Michael Cade. Sinekina Dodi Chodi. God. I need you to test. Test one. Test two. Test Sinekina. Test Dodi Chodi. Test. We got that on video, right? Can you just Can you just get me? Can you just get me on your level? Yeah. Sign in the kinda Dodi Chodi. What is that? Testing one, two. Testing one, two. Testing, uh, testing, testing. It's testing. A Don't word. say the same no. thing. Testicles. When I ask for definition, I'm not asking for the word. I know the fucking word. Sign a kinda Dodi Chodi. Sign in the kinda Dodi Chodi. Sign, sign oh my fucking god, Chody. dude! Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Okay. And you guys were literally taking bets on how long it was going to take me to get irritated. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! I think it's because I'm three three drinks in. Oh, sensational! Don't please, please. I I, I beg of thee. Don't what? I beg of thee. Make haste. I want to not saying that. I want to see what? two. Je- okay. I want to see two Jedi literally mind trick it off. You're not going to say it. I am going to say it. You're not going to say it. There's a doctor drawing you're looking for. <laughs> Don't say that stupid shit again. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't okay. heard that word in a long fi- time. The five oh first has a guy that looks literally just like you and McGregor with like the beard oh and my everything. God. That's Dr. Drake, oh. right? Yeah, it's Dr. Drake. Pause real quick. You pause real quick. I'll pause your dick. I don't even know what to do with that. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that got real fast. What is that? What are you doing? <laughs> He's looking for some moral support for that dick pause. I'll pause your dick. <laughs> hey, bro, I'll pause your dick. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> what I'm wondering now is like animal pause. Like, like what? <laughs> what pause. I'll pause. Stop okay. It. Like my dog would? Tell me who's your favorite character. Pants. Fucking hell. <laughs> Throw it around. Yeah. Fucking hell. Those headphones are immeasurable. <laughs> immeasurable. Like my penis. No. no that I'm, is definitely measurable. I'm and it's large. Fairly certain a compass. <laughs> fairly certain a compass can handle that. <laughs> Ants just got nothing. <laughs>